The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found a child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When I worked with my father, I learned a lot about life and about him. I was going to work with my father in the truck that he taught me and told me where the best places to go fishing along the Cape Cod Canal. I was going in the truck on the way to work that he told me what life was like growing up during the Depression. I was in the truck going to work with my father that he told me Do not fear the hard times. Do not fear the difficult times because it'll make you strong. It'll give you character. It was going to work in the truck that my father gave me advice about what to say to my friends when they wanted me to smoke. He said, just tell them, if I don't stop, if I don't start, I won't have to quit. It was going to work with my father that I learned how to be successful in life. Well, the reason I tell you all this is because according to Mark's gospel, Jesus was a carpenter. According to Matthew's gospel, Joseph was a carpenter. Now, if you put the two together, you assume that, uh, well, they probably went to work together. Joseph was probably teaching Jesus how to work. And I was wondering that maybe, perhaps, as my father would taught me stuff when I was going to work, that perhaps Joseph was telling Jesus things when he was going to work. And I would just imagine that maybe one time that Joseph turned to Jesus as they were going to work, and he said to him, you know... I was going to divorce your mother. And he said, but an angel of the Lord appeared to me in a dream. And he told me to marry your mother, take her into my home. And then there was another time when in the middle of the night, an angel appeared to me and said, quickly, take the child and your wife and flee to Egypt. Joseph, Jesus, did you know that, that the king wanted to have you killed? An angel saved your life. 
Always listen to the angels because you'd be glad you did. Well, years later, when Jesus was in the garden in Gethsemane, he turned to his heavenly Father and he said, Father, if it's your will, let this cup pass me by. Do you know what that means? It means that death wins. There'll be no resurrection, no eternal life. So it says in Matthew's Gospel that God sent Jesus angels. And I was just wondering, when the angels came to Jesus, when he was in the agony in the garden, that he didn't remember maybe what his father Joseph told him, listen to the angels, because you'll be glad you did. I was nine years old. I was in, we were coming back from church. I was in the back seat. Dad was driving, and Mom had shotgun. And it was in the back of the car that I had a very important announcement to make. And I said, Mom, Dad, when I grow up, I'm going to be a priest. My, mom, my father didn't say anything. And my mother said, that's nice, dear. And she said it just like that, like there was no emotion or anything. <laughs> well, anyway, a year later, Mom and I were, went to, she took me to Mass. We went to St. George's Parish in South Norwood. A little small little church, maybe the half the size of this church here. It's been closed for years now. We went in, there was not a lot of people that, that went to the Mass. It was late in the morning one Sunday, an elderly priest came out and started to give the homily and talked about the importance of the priesthood. And while he was saying that it's really important for young guys to think about going into the seminary and becoming priests, my mother started looking around. At the end of Mass, we were going out, we got in the car, and my mother says, you're right, you're going to be a priest. I said, well, how do you know that? He said, because you were the only guy in the whole church. Nobody else was, who else was going to be a priest in the church? It was as if that God was just talking specifically to you. And it was my ordination day many years later. And my mother said, do you remember that time we went to church and the priests and talked about vocations? It was at that moment, it was that day that I knew that this day was going to happen. That I knew that God was talking to you that Sunday. I said, yeah, I'm glad I listened to the message. And that's what it is. That God came down here to talk to us, to, to, to give us a message. Remember it says in John's Gospel, it says that the, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Do you have a clue what that means? It means that God did not send sealed lips. He sent a Word. That means communication. God talks to us. Let me give you an example of what that means. One day I'm fly fishing right in this nice little pond. It's in the morning. It's really quiet. All of a sudden, a car pulls up in the driveway, and a woman comes out, and the first thing she does is she unleashes the dog, and right in front of a sign that says, all dogs must be leashed. So the dog bolt takes off, naturally, and so the, the woman started calling for the dog to come back to her because it took off. Biscuit, here biscuit, here biscuit. So for half an hour, she's shelling here biscuit, ruining the beautiful quiet. Now the reason I'm telling you this is because a lot of times we have that experience when our word is nothing happens. We say something and nothing happens. But that's not the way it is with God. When God says something, it comes into existence. It happens. God speaks to us. 
It becomes, let's say, for instance, you know, we're in the church and I say to you the water. Now, you say water, you might be thinking of Aruba. I know I'm thinking of Aruba because my brother went to Aruba. Right now, he's in Aruba. But they usually have a thought. But if God comes here right now and says the word water, we'll be bailing out the basement. Because when God says something, it happens. It comes into existence. So when God sent his son into the world as the word, and he says sins are forgiven, that means they're forgiven. When he says he's going to give eternal life, it means it's going to happen. That's what Christmas is about. That's why we have that gospel. So next Sunday, when you hear those words, when you go to Mass on Christmas Day, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It means He has come with a message. So, listen to the message because you'll be glad you did.